Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message from the Kalamazoo, Michigan campus. For more info on the church, visit newdaycommunity.org. But it was just so much fun in the process. And, and I love it. I told you, uh, I told you one night, you know, I was, we, we've done so many memes, I can't remember what night we said what. But we, we were in Atherton, Australia, in the in north, in Queensland. And the meeting got so big that they got, got us in a sales barn. And there were all these people that were there from Thursday Island. I don't know where it is, but it's an island off Australia. Captain Cook, years ago, found it on a Thursday, and that's Thursday Island. <laughs> and so they were the most sensitive people to the Holy Spirit. They, honest to goodness, we would just look at them. They'd fly out. And, and so the meeting got going, you know, like more and more. These people were manifesting and all that kind of stuff happening. Well, the Pentecostal superintendent's wife was on the front row. And she was all dressed up real prim and proper and nice in a proper suit, you know. And she just looked amazing. But her eyes just got wider and wider and wider. And I could tell she's thinking, I'm in the middle of a crazy house. <laughs> and I don't know what to do. And she's sitting there like this, like, ah. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit just flipped her up in the air. She did a complete somersault and landed in an empty chair three rows back. <laughs> and she sat there just transfixed. And I'm like, Carol, did, I, did you see that? Did, did, I, did I just see what I think I saw? She's like, that's amazing to me. I said, why would God do that? I don't know. I think he was just making a statement to her. Hey, I'm real, and here I'm here, you know. And so the, the reality of, of God showing up and touching people became something that we had to work through. And I've spent altogether too much time giving apologetics on manifestations to skeptical Christians and Christian leaders. Why can't we get over it and say, if God's going to touch you, man, things are going to happen. You're going to manifest his presence somehow or other. And one of the ones that used to used to happen in, in Toronto was what, what I called the, the popcorn effect. And so we'd just be talking and preaching the word, and, and, and people would start just popping up out of their seats. And it would just be boom, 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 boom. And for no reason at all, they're just sitting there, and all of a sudden pop up in the air. And we made a mistake when we bought our chairs, you know, because we, you know, we got them at a good price. But instead of good plywood bottoms, they were this particle board. And so people would come down and bang and break, break the chair. <laughs> and so we had this guy, his, his, his name is Cal. He's from Denmark originally. And he, he, he said, I'll fix any broken chairs. So at our 20th anniversary, I said, Kel, uh, thank you for fixing all those chairs. About how many chairs have you fixed over 20 years? 
He said, oh, there's about 400 of them, I think. Wow. 400 of them. What is it? It's the manifestation of God yeah. coming in. People getting in the river, and after a while, you don't have the river anymore. The river has you. Yeah. It's such a wonderful promise, people. Yeah. Now, listen, I am really sorry that some of you have had Christian leaders that were godly men and women who didn't understand it and told you it was not of God. I'm really sorry about that because it probably caused you to miss one of the greatest blessings that has been poured out in our lifetime. But it's not too late. You can still get in. All you got to do is just start walking in the river. Go ankle deep. I dare you to go up to your knees. I dare you to go up to your waist. And when you get to your waist, you think, ah, I might as well just dive in. And then there's waters to swim in. But see, at that point, you don't have the river anymore. That river has you. I'm so glad you can feel him. I love that you can feel him. You know, I talk about, well, I, I, I'm not a big manifester. Uh, I, I had my moments. I shared it with them the other night that, you know, I, that laughter hit me. And, uh, yeah, I just wondered, what in the world are you laughing at? Nothing is funny. But, but I'm not a big manifester, not like Dan does or like Carol does or, or some of them. Gwen and I have that in common, don't we, Gwen? But I love to feel his presence. And you know, when I just hold my hands out to him and, and invite him, and oh, Holy Spirit, will, will you just come with your presence once again? Oh, my goodness. Uh, he, he, be, he begins to come upon you where you can feel his presence, that electric, tingling, glorious, uh, weighty presence. And so... The Hebrew word for glory is kabod, which means weight. It's the weighty presence of God. And the Greek word doxa has to do with the brightness and the light of it. And people see light and see all kinds of things that go along with that glory. But honestly, that weight is, is a very interesting thing too. I'll tell you another story. We were having our partners in harvest gathering in England. This is years ago. This may be uh, 10 years ago. And uh, our Norwegian uh, coordinators there, um, uh, her name is uh, Uni and Olaf and Uni Slaten. And so Uni, we, we prayed for her before the meeting began. It was just fire on you, Uni, and brought her up to testify or something. And, and, and she went out under the power. And it, and it was a packed room. And we didn't have much space. And, and she's out there on, on, the, on the front, on the floor, absolutely wasted in the anointing. And I'm having to be careful and walk around her and, and, and not step on her, you know, the whole time during the talk. And so at about 11 or so, when we're all going home, her husband catches up to us and said, I need some help here. I can't, I can't get her up. And so 
as it turned out, like she's not a big person. She's, she's like Carol's size. I don't know. I would guess she weighs about 115 or 120 pounds. She was so heavy, it took four guys to pick her up. Four. And not only that, she was as stiff as a board. Just stiff, like a plank. So if you picked up her, her, her leg, she's like, and you pick up her, and she's just stiff, rigid. And so here they've got her that she feels like she weighs about 400 pounds. And they carry her out of the church and load her into the back of a van and then drive to the hotel. And then they've got to take her into her room. So can you imagine now, the four, four sturdy guys are carrying this woman who's stiff as a board, and they, they come in, they come by the front desk, and yeah, we're good, everything's fine, no problem, you know, she's just the Holy Spirit, everybody, you know. And they carry her in and get her into her bedroom. And so I was, I was with them just in February, wasn't it, or something. I said, Uni, do you remember that time in, in England? Oh, yeah, she says, I remember. I said, well, has anything like that ever happened to you before? She said, yes. The first time I went to Toronto, the Holy Spirit came on me similar. So I had prayer, and I was out under the power. How many want that, actually? <laughs> like, go over and give her another drink over there for me. Will you do that? And she said, I was out under the power, and when I, when I came to, I sat, I sat up, but I could not move my legs. My legs felt like they were made of lead. And there I was. And I, I, she said, I'd sit up. I couldn't move my legs, so I lay back down again. And after a couple of minutes, I tried again. I sat back up. I could not move my legs. They felt like they were made of solid lead. So she laid back down and tried it a third time. And then the Holy Spirit came on her and she started doing these sit-ups. <laughs> up, down, up, down. And she said, I did sit-ups for one and one half hours. I said, what? One and a half hours? What were you like in the morning? <laughs> and she said, not, not a single sore muscle, nothing. I was just as right as rain. I was perfect. I just, no problem. So the obvious question, why would God do that? I don't know. He's just manifesting his presence. It's just supernatural, see? It's so supernatural that I, I keep wondering, why doesn't everybody love this stuff? What's not to like?
people are getting revolutionized by God. We have a friend, John Scotland, and he was hopelessly drunk for years. He's a little bit better now. But <laughs> and he's a guy who was a total teetotaler. He'd never had a drop of anything in all of his life. And he just got absolutely drunk. You would think he was drunk as could be. And, and he would just be talking what seemed like nonsense. And he was a at very articulate, well-educated preacher, by the way. And then he would come out with these zingers that you just could hardly believe. You think, God, wh why do you do it this way? Well, he chooses the foolish things and the things that are of nothing and no account or whatever to amaze the wise so that no flesh would glory in his presence. That's a part of it. That's a part of it. Well, I said to him one time, God, I don't understand why you do all this. Why do you like it when people fall down? Why do you like piles of people? Why do you, you know, why all these bizarre, like, I don't understand. God, I don't understand you. Now, I should have known better because I'm aware that Isaiah 55, he says, you know, um, my ways are not your ways, nor are my thoughts your thoughts. In fact, as the heaven is higher than the earth, so are my ways higher and better than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. How many know that verse? Now, I'm familiar with that verse. But still, I'm confronted with all of this, and I'm asking him the question, God, I don't understand. I don't understand you. Why would you? I don't understand you. And one day he said to me, John, you don't even understand women why would you think you'd understand me? And I was like, that's true. That's absolutely true. But now, when you think about the question, why would we think that we would understand God when he's so much smarter than we are? Now, you can ask him, why do you do these things, expecting an answer, but not questioning him. And so we have to come to the terms here with the fact that God is a whole lot smarter than we are, a whole lot wiser than we are. And, you know, in his own time, he will tell you why he does things. Because I asked him, why do people, why do you like it when people fall down? Because at first I didn't really like it. You know, in the vineyard days, we tried to hold people up because we thought it was, grandstanding and sensationalism and all of that and we were cool so if anybody got a little wobbly we would just sit them down and pray there but all of a sudden now people were falling in piles <laughs> and I wanted to know why do you like it Lord why do you do it like this and he told me he said, there's two conditions of the human heart that I want to get at. First one is fear. And the second one is pride. So fear says, well, I want God, but I can't do that in front of everybody. He wants to bust that off of you. And pride says, well, I want God, but I'm not doing that. 
What you're saying really is, I want God, but on my terms. How about if we take God on his terms? Wouldn't that be great? Imagine if you take him on his terms. Wow. And, and see, most of us anyway, at some time in the past, you've said a prayer like this. God, whatever it takes, I don't care. I'm desperate. I've got to have you break through in my life. How many have prayed that at one point in your life? Well, see, you forgot about it, but he hasn't. So when you're on the floor and you can't get up and there's all this stuff going on and everybody's laughing at you and looking at you, like Cameron went out right at the doorway of our church in Toronto. There's thousands of people walking by him going, ah, look at that guy right there. He's just getting ripped. And he can't do a thing about it. Lord, fill him up with more here. Just get him, God. Double it on him. Yo, shaka baba. Fire on you, Kathy, in Jesus' mighty name. Let the Holy Spirit come. Oh, Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this room. We love the way you do it. We love your heart. We love your ways. We love your words. We love your works. We love everything about you. You're just so incredible. And I thank you for revival history where people like Jonathan Edwards and John Wesley and others have documented the manifest presence of God among the people. How many know Jonathan, uh, John Wesley and his manual, his, 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 his journal? Well, there's an account there where he was preaching outdoors to this vast crowd and so he came and he noticed people had climbed all up in the trees so they could see better. So he said, those of you in the trees, come down immediately. We will not start until you climb down. Now, why did he do that? Because in the past, people would go out under the power up in the tree and they'd fall out of the tree. And imagine if it fell out of the tree onto the crowd, you know. And so it was, wasn't helpful. People may be injured. I don't know. It, he never said. But he would not let them climb trees because they'd be overwhelmed by the, by the Spirit of God in the tree. Do you guys know about Mariah Woodworth Edder? Probably one of the greatest um, evangelists that America's ever had. Right up there with one of the greatest. And one of the things that happened to her was she became like the frozen woman for three days. So she's preaching, and right in the middle of her preach, she froze. And, you know, you wonder, oh, gosh, she's been like that for five minutes. I wonder how long is this going to be? <laughs> and now it's an hour. Now it's two hours. Oh, I don't know about you. I'm going home. Well, People started coming from miles around to see this frozen woman. She went to heaven, and her body's <laughs> sitting there, standing there like this. And then after three days, she picked up right where she left off in the message and carried on like there'd been no time elapsed. Thousands got saved through that miracle. They, 
They came to see the frozen woman. Why would God do that? I don't know. But it sure worked. It got people into the kingdom. How many are hungry for him? See, when we talk about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, please don't just think of, I spoke in tongues 10 years ago and that was it. That, that was merely a, a small, small slice of what he wants. What that means is you're going to be immersed in God, the Holy Spirit. He wants to immerse you in himself. He wants Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to come in and make their home with you. Now, let's finish this text here, and then we can move into ministry. But he wants to manifest himself to us. Where am I? Verse 23, John 14. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. So where is this all going? All this Holy Spirit stuff. I had a guy say to me one time, hey, you and you guys in Toronto, are you still, are you still you know, falling down and all that kind of stuff. Is that all still going on? I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely it is. He's like, really? Well, we moved on. You know, we did that back in the day, but we kind of moved on now. I said, really? What have you moved on to? See, what, what happens is people move back to doing it the way they used to do it. But when God wants to come and make his home in you, you can't ever leave that. This is a treasure most precious. And that's what we're talking about. Because see, at the end of the day, it's not about the manifestations. It's not about that your legs were like lead or you had a popcorn effect or you laughed for hours or you rolled or you were on fire or whatever. As good as all that was, it's the residual that the Trinity comes and makes their home in you and you have a tangible uh, presence of God within you that you can feel that goes with you everywhere you go. That's what we're talking about. This, this stuff is so real, people. Oh, we just can't say enough about it. Well, the night is young. And so are we. <laughs> but I think you've been sitting a while. Why don't you stand up for a minute? And I feel like we need to ask the Lord to just heal some people. And then we're going to transition into a prayer time for everybody. But how many need a physical healing here? How many would like one even though you don't need it. (laughs) 
this wonderful Holy Spirit, this river of God that we've been talking about tonight, is here to heal you, to bring life to you. See, everywhere the river goes and everything it touches lives. It lives. Everything it touches. This is river of his amazing presence. Now I want you to just put your hands up into that river right here because it's flowing right over your heads. You know, we used to sing, there's a river of life flowing out from me, makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. It opens prison doors, sets the captive free. Yeah, there's a river of life flowing out through me. But see, we can have the river flowing out of our inner being, and then we can actually get in the river and be swept away by this presence of God that heals. Put your hands up into that glory realm. Realize the kingdom is within your reach. There's no sickness in heaven. It is absolutely the will of God to heal you because Jesus healed everyone. And it is absolutely his time to heal you because his time is now. He's the great I am. I want you to put all analysis aside. I want you to just start to drink of him. And, and this is not a time to pray, really. This is a time to receive. You can pray tomorrow or whatever. But I want you to drink of him. Why I say that is it's difficult to drink and talk at the same time. So I want you to just open up your mouth and begin to drink from that pristine river of God right here. And just take a moment. Don't rush. Just let peace come upon you. Perfect peace. Now put your hands up and take a hold of that anointing by faith. Take a hold of that presence of the Holy Spirit, that thick, oily presence. Get that oil, that weight, that glory all over you. Now bring that down and rub it into your pain and into your body where you have a need. Rub it on your eyes, rub it on your ears, hands, feet, knees, shoulder. Rub it on that chest pain, rub it on that knee pain, rub it on those, those hips. Intentionally put the anointing on your need and say this with me, this little prayer. This healing belongs to me because of what Jesus has done at the whipping and at the cross, I receive my healing now. Right now. As a free gift of his love. Now check yourself. 
move, do what you could not do a moment ago, close your good ear and listen through the bad one or check your vision, check your hearing, check your pain level. And if you feel like, wow, something has just happened to me, I want you to wave at me excitedly right here. Just wave excitedly so I can tell who's waving versus who's just got their hands in the air. All right, if you're waving, I want you to run up here real quick. You may not be 100% yet. might only be 50, but something is going on, and we want to see this finished. Come here, my dear. What's happening to you? Pain in my back is gone. How long have you had it? It's been there consistently. What? It's been there consistently for, how long? for months, months. Fire on you right here. In Jesus' name, let it come. Thanks, 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 thanks. Come on, if you're waving, come up here quickly. We want to give God the glory. What's happened to you? Well, I had one hand on my hip and a finger in my ear because I've had really bad, bad ringing in this ear, and I can't feel anything on my hip, and I can't hear the ear ringing right now. So, Thank you, Lord. Just let him take it. Let him keep it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. More, 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 more glory on him. Yeah, just soak him right here. Who else was waving? Come on. There's a whole bunch of you. They thought, oh, he's going to make me come up and say something. And we don't want you to, to, to um, miss out on that because it's really good to thank him and say, thank you, Lord, for what you've done. What's happened to you? Yeah. Um, I've had a shoulder that's been mostly frozen for about eight months, and it's been getting increasingly better. In the past couple of days, I could raise my hand, but there was quite a bit of pain there. And I would say the pain is maybe next to nothing. A little bit. All of it goes. All of it, all of it, all of it, all of it. In the mighty name of Jesus, all of it goes. Check it again for me right now. All of it, all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it. Just soak her for another minute. Check yourself one more time. See, because listen, it's his presence that heals us. It's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It, we're not doing this mind over matter thing or any of that nonsense. The Holy Spirit of God comes and touches people and heals them supernaturally. I think we need to do this again, right? Now listen. You got to be like a five-year-old. This is the children really get this. If you read Luke 10, Jesus said, it, "Thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you've hidden <laughs> hidden these things from the wise and learned, and revealed them unto little children." So that was your good pleasure, right? So, can you be like a five-year-old for a few minutes? And don't question it. Don't analyze it. You can do all that tomorrow. But for now, just raise your hands. By faith, put your hands up into the heavenly presence that's within your reach. The kingdom right here. Take a hold of that anointing. And bring it down. And rub it into your pain, rub it into your need, rub it into your heart problem, rub it into your stomach problem, rub it into your allergies, rub it into your migraine headaches, 
Rub it into your eyesight. Rub it into your ear hearing problem. Rub it into your tumors. Rub it into everything where you need a miracle. Father, I take authority over pain in this room right now. In the name of Jesus, pain, go. Every demonic root, go. Every curse upon your people, I break it off and I free them to receive the healing that you have for them. In Jesus' mighty, mighty, mighty name. Now check yourself again. And if you had presenting symptoms and there's, there's significant improvement, I want you to wave at me because we want to hear what's going on. What, what's with your shoulder right here, sir? Are we getting anywhere with it? Come on out for a minute. I want, check yourself and wave, everybody. Come on. I want to see who's getting it or what. I, was, uh, I had surgery when I was 15, uh, just about 13 years ago, and I was born without a shoulder socket. So okay. uh, punctured, uh, it's called a bank heart lesion, where the bone pops a hole through the other bone, and then all the tendons got torn up. And so it's just giving me issues whenever I worked out, and uh, it's always giving this popping sound. And uh -huh. um, you can, did you feel that? Yeah, so I don't oh want Lord. This is not your will that this didn't form right. And so we just ask you to have mercy on him. Say this with me, Lord. I, I forgive my family and my generations for passing a birth defect onto me. I forgive my family and my generations for passing a birth defect on me. Have mercy on me and heal me now. Have mercy on me and heal me right now. Amen. Now just breathe it in. Just breathe that in. Father, let this shoulder go absolutely and totally normal. No more popping. No more fiddling. Because Jesus is Lord. His Lord. Come and live within him, wonderful Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Just refresh on him. Fire on him here. What are you feeling? Oh, man, dude. <laughs> Is it good? Dude, it's always good, man. <laughs> Fire on him here. Check your arm for me. Are we getting anywhere with that? It doesn't hurt, but it's still not quite right. Come on, it doesn't hurt, people. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just keep coming, Holy Spirit. You know what? It's every day, morning and night, as often as you think of it. Reach up, rub that anointing in that shoulder, and you say, you will come normal in the name of Jesus. And keep doing it until it's done. That's what I did with my, first my left knee for two years and my right knee for a year. Then my foot, I had to, I didn't get instant healings on them. I had to keep by faith putting the anointing on, knowing it was the will of God to heal me. And whatever's hindering can just get lost. That's all. How's your hand doing, my friend? 
little better. What? It's a little better. Come on out here for a second. Do you mind if I tell the people? The, a lot of them know the story. This man got... His hand was, was bitten by a pit bull dog. Wow, he tore you up, didn't he? Whose dog was it? They have a name, but they have not identified it. They haven't publicly identified the owner yet, but it has been identified. You know what? Have you ever thought about forgiving that guy for letting his dog loose? And have you ever thought about that? Yes, it's done. It's done. Well, just for fun, why don't we forgive him? Tell you why, because I want you to move up into grace. Say this with me. Lord. Lord. I choose. I choose to forgive this guy. To forgive this guy for letting his dog loose. For letting his dog loose. I forgive him. I forgive him. He owes me nothing. He owes me nothing. Your grace. Your grace is sufficient for is me. Is sufficient for me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And heal my hand. And heal my hand. Right now. Right now. From this dog bite. Lord, I ask you to take him right back to that moment of shock and fear and intimidation from this, this out-of-control dog. And all that fear comes right out and all the trauma off. And Lord, just all the cells in his body and his hand, forget that shock and disaster and tragedy and come back normal. I speak peace to you and perfect healing to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. All the pain goes. Healing comes. All the swelling goes down. All the lesions heal because you're such a good God, a good, good Father. Amen. Check it for me again. Are we getting anywhere? It's a start. It's a start. How much better do you think it is? Like 10%, It flexes better. So you couldn't do that before? Not as much. I just feel like you're going to be fine. That's what I think. Okay, I'm going to ask uh, Cameron to come. And friends, what we want to do is, is sort of make some room with the chairs here, either at the back or however he wants to do this. But if, how many of you would like prayer and have, have us and the ministry team lay hands upon you for an impartation to get you in the river? Now, when you take an impartation, I want you to have more faith in God's ability to bless you than the devil's ability to deceive you. That's only reasonable, isn't it? We're asking for God to come in the name of Jesus and fill us with the Father's promise, more of the Holy Spirit, all right?
That's what we're doing. So Cameron, where are you? All right, if you can just stack the chairs five or six high and slide them against the wall. If you're on this side of the, the center aisle, put them against that wall. If you're on that side of the center aisle, just slide them against the wall. It doesn't have to be neat. Just slide them up against the wall out of the way so we can have this whole center section cleared. They slide really easy, but if you stack them just five or six high and then move the stack over, and uh, then you can put your stuff on the stacks and it only takes a few minutes and we'll have this ready for some prayer. You know, the Holy Ghost is here and, and, and uh, he's not going to go anywhere. He likes getting this kind of stuff done and just continue to receive it and let the young guys do the work because they like it. <laughs> That's good. And then once it's clear, just kind of make lines. Just kind of push it off to the side. Push them up against the wall. Just push them up against the wall. If you could empty the side sections of people, everybody come out of your chairs and come into the middle and get in rows. Now you have to get in a row far enough back so that the row in front of you can fall. Just in case, they might not. Yeah. And then the next row should be about six feet back. Just picture how tall the person is in front of you. And if they fall down, you don't want them to hit you. So, Ron, don't you do that. Somebody get that. <laughs> You're good. You're lining up. We're getting our ducks in a row. Woo! <laughs> It helps. Magic doesn't work. They work. They <laughs> work better than magic. <laughs> Come, Holy Spirit. Hey. All right. How many ministry team do we have? Can you guys hold your hands up high? Ministry team that are helping us? Let me define what the ministry team is. All right. And then we're going to need some help with catching. After that, so if you've never done that and you want to volunteer, we'll show you quickly how to do it without hurting your back or whatever. But Yeah, if you're in the leadership team at New Day, if you're in our prayer team at New Day, if you're on our Rama prophetic team at New Day, you're on the ministry team. Okay, if you could help either by praying for people or catching and if you're, in, if you're a member of New Day uh, Community Church, or uh, uh, actually anyone can catch if you're physically able to, but please, for those praying for others, I ask it to just be those on our leadership team, on our prayer team, if, you have, if you're on it now or have been on any of those three teams, you are released to pray and minister to others. Otherwise, just receive. And that's about 30 of us, 40 of us at least. Uh, that can pray for others, and then others can catch. All right, ministry team, if you want to begin, make sure you have someone helping you. If you're, on the, if you're going to be on the prayer team, will you raise your hand? And then there's a whole bunch of them over in this corner, and they're dispersed around. If you were willing to volunteer to be help us with catching, and why we do that, it just makes it safer and people feel better to know that, woo, if I fell over, then somebody's behind me at least, you know. And so that's good. So keep your hand up. And some of the guys, especially sturdy gals too, if you want, 
step out of line and come and help one of the prayer team. And we always pray double for those who help us with catching, don't we? Yeah, we want them to get a double for their, for their help. Okay, so let's just do that, everybody. And, and we'll get ready. And let's begin. Father, I thank you that you are so amazing. Your mercy endures forever. And the glory that you pour out, you're getting us all ready for the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit the world has ever, ever seen. So come, Holy Spirit. Come, flow into this room and overwhelm your people with your amazing love and power. And Lord, we never want to separate your love and your power. They go hand in hand together. And so I pray you come and fill up your people right here. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.